0: a duet with one of his uh, college friend buddies Um, this coming Tuesday night at the back 40. I'm surprised you haven't heard about it. Um, Thursday nights at 530 we have Thursday night worship right in the sanctuary. It's a little 30-minute service. It's a fun group of people real relaxed and uh, I really enjoy the Thursday night worship. If you can't do any of that, or if you have one of your friends that's been thinking about it, they really kind of made a New Year's resolution that okay, I'm really I really want to connect with God in 2020. Then you could say, all right, well um, you can go online and listen, and you can um, you can even download the app. You can you can live stream, or you can go and listen to any of our archived uh, services. It's it's fun what technology can do when it works when it works right. All right, we're starting something new in 2020, uh, a whole new thing. Did y'all enjoy the Advent stuff that we did? Wasn't that fun? Uh, Popcorn, and I'm kind of missing the popcorn this morning, to tell you the truth. The smell of popcorn is really cool, but we're starting something new in 2020 called uh, Connect 2020, and all year long, we're going to be talking about connecting with God and connecting with others And in the month of January, we're doing kind of a play on Connect Four. Y'all ever play that game, you know, where you drop the the things in there? It's kind of like tic-tac-toe, except you get, um, it would be tic-tac-toe Tom, I guess, because there's four of them. Wow, y'all are not getting my jokes this morning. (laughs) Tic-tac-toe Tom, four, you know. So Connect Four, we're talking about four ways that we connect with God. Today we're talking about prayer. Next week, we're talking about connecting through the sacraments. We're going to talk about Holy Communion and baptism, how we connect with God through the sacraments. The third Sunday in January, we're going to talk about connecting with God in worship, in different kinds of worship. And then the fourth Sunday, the last Sunday in January, we're going to talk about um, how we connect with God through different kinds of spiritual practices. On that Sunday, the last Sunday of the month, all three of our pastors is going to be preaching the same Sunday. We're going to be, it's like tag team wrestling or something, where all three of us are going to do not full sermons, don't worry, but like all three of us are going to do a little bit about how we like to connect. Our favorite spiritual practices, how we connect with God. So Connect 4 in January of 2019 is exciting. Don't miss a single moment of it. Today is Philippians chapter 4. Verses 6 and 7 is our scripture. It will be right up on the screen for you there. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds, and in Christ Jesus, the word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. All right, well, happy new year. I, maybe I haven't said that to all of y'all, but um, I wanted to say it, and I feel like we've got at least one toe into the new year, at least that far into the new year, a whole new year, right? A whole new decade, um, along with all of that newness, we're launching this new theme that I've told you about, uh, Connect 2020, I'm excited about that. Uh, we're going to talk about what it means to connect with God and each other all all through the year. You might have made resolutions or goals. I hope that one of those resolutions or goals is to connect with God and to connect with others. And I hope that's right up at the top uh, of your list. Uh, it's where I want it to be for me, and it's where I want it to be for our whole church. So where do we start if we're going to do that? Where do we start? I think we start with, like we do with everything, I hope we start with prayer First, um, our most vital connection. Prayer is going to be the thread that runs all the way through the year for us. We're going to have an emphasis on prayer um, because it's just that important. Dr. E. Stanley Jones said this about prayer. He said, I find myself better or worse as I pray more or less. I find God fading out of my life to the degree that prayer fades out. So it's just that important. We're talking about connecting with God in prayer today. We're going to talk a little bit about why we pray. And we're going to talk uh, kind of about the different kinds of prayer, what prayer is. And then uh, we're going to close by talking about how we pray through transitions. Uh, and, wow, do we have transitions going on at the first of the year and just about all times. So why do we pray? Um, we pray and... We need to understand this. We pray first and foremost because it was God's idea. It was God's idea to connect with us, and it it wasn't something that we thought up. Um, the goal of prayer is is communion with God. Um, that means talking to God, of course, but it also means listening to God, and it also means keeping company with God. That's the goal of prayer: connecting with God, communion with God. Did you notice that the word communion has the word union in it? Because that's the whole purpose of of prayer is to to be united with God, to ha- to be one with God. Um and it's God's idea. God God's idea was to connect with us from the very beginning. If you go all the way back to the garden of, of, of Eden with Adam and Eve and And the garden, the perfect garden, and in the cool of the evening, God would walk with his creation. He would talk with Adam and Eve, and they would just have a big time keeping each other company. And then after they disobeyed and sinned, uh, God came down to hang out with them as usual, and they were hiding. They were hiding out of shame and out of guilt and out of fear. And God said this. He said, where are you? Where are you? Now, I want you to think about God, and God is God. Did God not know where they were? Were they hiding that well? It wasn't that God didn't know where they were. It was that God wanted his creation to think about, look, what are you doing? Why are you hiding? I want to hang out with you. I want Don't separate yourself from me. It's God's desire to connect with us in fear and shame and guilt that sometimes all you add all of that together and you have anxiety, and that that keeps us from God. And that's another reason that we pray. We pray not uh, just because it's God's idea to connect with us, but we pray because life is full of anxiety, or is it just me? Life is full of anxiety, and what we really want is peace. That's what we'd really like to have. I don't have to tell you life is full of anxiety. I know how life is. It's just, but I'm interested in words. I'm, uh, if you don't know this by, about me already, I'm a word nerd. I just like words. I like to look at them. And the word anxious is, uh, is an interesting word to me. If you look up the, the history of the word, the root of the word means to cause pain by squeezing. To cause pain by squeezing. You know the word angina comes from that same root. You know that squeezing, chest pain, the angina? Because, you know, anxiety can cause... Did you know anxiety can cause you to have chest pains? Y'all smile at me, nod or something this morning. You're making me anxious. It can cause you to have chest pains. It can. Uh, Did you know anxiety can cause you to have tummy troubles? Because it affects your digestion. Did you know it can cause you to have ulcers and all of that kind of stuff? Okay, anxiety. Um, Philippians 4, 6, Paul says, don't be anxious about anything. And, of course, you know that the New Testament is translated from Greek. The Greek word Paul uses there is a really cool word. It means to be pulled apart, to be pulled apart. In other words, if I was translating this in in Sam's loose translation version, I would say Paul is telling us don't go to pieces. Don't let everything pull you apart. You ever feel like life is pulling you on one arm this way and on one arm this way and on one arm and you're just being pulled apart? (coughs) So have you ever had one of those days when you felt like you were falling to pieces? Have you had one lately? Okay. Okay. So Paul says in verses 6 and 7 of Philippians 4 that instead of being anxious over everything, instead we should connect with God in prayer. And that by doing that, it will help us to arrive at a place that we really want to arrive at, and that is peace. Um, So peace is another cool word, he says. He says the peace of God which passes all understanding. The peace is the Greek word that means to join together and to make a whole. All right, so this is exciting to me, y'all. I hope it is to you. So what he's saying is, is don't be anxious. Don't be pulled apart. But connect with God in prayer so that you can be brought together in a whole. You see the difference? To be pulled apart, to be brought together in a whole. W-H-O-L-E, not H-O-L-E. Connecting with God in prayer is the vital key to that then. Now, what am I saying? I want you to hear what I'm saying and I want you to hear what I'm not saying because both of those are important for preachers. Am I saying, well, if you're worried about something, well, just pray about it. Is that what I'm saying? Well, yes and no. I am saying to pray about it. It's a good idea to pray about it. I'm not saying that Prayer is the only thing you need to take care of all of your anxieties, okay? Because nobody wants to really have a lot of problems and go to somebody and have them to say, well, just pray about it, because you're liable to punch them in the nose, because it's like, I probably have been praying about it, I, I need something, something else, it's just, that's a piece of the puzzle. Um, I'm saying to pray, but I'm also saying it's okay to not be okay? It's okay to need something in addition to prayer because at times you need something else to make you whole again. Sometimes you need some counsel. Um, Proverbs says that um, there is safety in a multitude of counselors. So sometimes you need some good counsel from other people. Sometimes in addition to prayer and in addition to good counsel from other people, you might need some good medical science. Look, we're all beings, body, mind, and spirit. And all of that is a part of the puzzle. And to bring all the pieces together to be whole um, is the goal, right? And connecting with God is one of the things that puts us on that path. Because the goal where we want to get is wholeness. The goal where we want to get is peace. Um, And that's that's what we're going to do, connecting with God. That's why we pray. The third reason why we connect with God in prayer that doing so, connecting with God, gives us a way to express our wishes and our petitions and and our thanksgiving it is a way for us to do that, and we need that. So we have a God that wants to connect with us. It's God's idea. It's God's desire to do that. Um, we have an opportunity if you want to recognize it, to boldly come before the throne of grace, as it says in Hebrews 4.16, to boldly come before God's throne. I don't know if you ever have stopped and let your mind be boggled by that or not. Have you ever thought about the fact that you have access to the throne of grace? Uh, It just boggles the mind. Our oldest daughter, Emily Kate, just got back from, from studying abroad for a semester over in Prague, And she's showing us pictures, and on the way over, she got to go to London. London is on my list of places I would love to go. And let's just say, for instance, that I was lucky enough to get to go to London, and I went to Buckingham Palace, which I'm definitely going to do if I get to go over there. And uh, let me ask you this. Do you think I could just go up and knock on the door and say, um, pardon me, I would say that because I was in England, pardon me, Um, But I'd like to speak with Queen Elizabeth just for a few minutes because I've got some things I need to talk over with her. Um, One of those guys in the big furry hats would take me down before I ever got to the gate, right? Um, It wouldn't happen in a million years. But the king of the universe has invited me into the throne room anytime I want to come. So that I can find grace and that I can find mercy from the one who sits on the throne. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Isn't that exciting? That's what prayer is. Um, and so I can I can bring my prayers. Paul uses three things here. We're going to talk about kind of what prayer is. Looking back at Philippians 4, 6, he mentions prayers. He mentions supplications. He mentions thanksgiving. And we're going to talk about those three things. Uh, prayer. Uh, Is the first thing he just says, just regular old prayer. But it's a cool word. It means to exchange wishes. To exchange wishes. So just think about that for a second. Um, I come to God, which is mind-boggling enough, and I exchange wishes. I say, uh, hey, God, here are my wishes. And then God says to me, hey, Sam, here are my wishes for you. And hopefully I will come to the place where I can say, like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my wishes, but your wishes be done. Because I'm going to tell you what, it doesn't come easy. It's easy to sing it. It's not easy to live it. Because I want my wish. (laughs) You know, I'm like you. I want my wishes. I might even whine about it a little bit. I want my wishes. And God says, Sam, here's my wishes. So, in exchange of wishes, Paul also says supplications or petitions, depending on what your translation says. um, That's kind of different from exchanging wishes. Supplications is a heartfelt desire that arises from a deep personal need. Because sometimes you just need help. It's not wishes so much. It's just that, help me. There's something missing. There's something missing in my life. Or there's something missing in the life of somebody that I love. And it's the idea, it's literally the idea of a supplicant. That's an old word. But if you picture a supplicant coming into the throne room of the king and kneeling down and asking for help. Because the king's got power and the king's got authority. The king can help. And the supplicant bows down in the throne room of the king and asks for help. That's what petitions, that's what supplications are. Prayer is a vehicle for us to bring that before God. So, And then Paul says, with thanksgiving in everything, in other words, all of our prayers can include thanksgiving. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about putting on a pair of rose-colored glasses and saying, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine. Because everything's not always fine. But I'm saying that gratitude is a position that we can choose no matter what. Some of the most um, gracious and thanks-filled people that I've ever met have been some of the people who have gone through the most suffering Thanksgiving is an attitude. It's an attitude that you can have no matter what. And the cool thing about gratitude is that it blesses us because grateful people, you know this, grateful people are just happier. They're happier. And it also blesses other people because grateful people are the kind of people that you want to be around because they're a blessing to you. Everything with gratitude, connecting with God in prayer, exchanging wishes, bringing our needs, our petitions before God, all of it with a heart of thanksgiving, wholeness. Listen, wholeness in a time when everything seems to be falling apart. That's what prayer is. It it surpasses all understanding. You know, when we're we're at that place, somebody's going to come up to us and say, why aren't you falling apart? You know, why is everybody else falling apart and you're not falling apart? And then maybe you have an open door to talk to them about what prayer means to you, about how important connecting with God is. Um, Staying connected. The last thing we're talking about today is staying connected during transitions. I've been thinking a lot about transitions. It's only natural for me. I think and I overthink things. But I, I ponder stuff. I'm a ponderer. And every year at the beginning of a new year, I think about transitions. I think about, oh, we're flipping the calendar over to a new year. And it always makes me think about things that I have done, think about things that I'm going to do. What is God doing? Uh, It's not a new year, just a new year. It's a new decade. Hey, the roaring 20s, right? Maybe the fashions from the 1920s will come back. I'd be all about that. I think they're fabulous, right? But but transition isn't just about what happens in a new year and a new decade. It's all over the place for me. All over the place. I mean, for Tammy and me, in 2020, we're looking at the possibility of having an empty nest. Now, some of y'all have talked to me about that, and you've said, Pastor Sam, it's going to be all right. As a matter of fact, it's pretty cool. Once you get used to it, it's pretty cool. But it's a big transition. You know, it's a big transition for, you know, over 21 years where our lives have been centered around these other three little human beings. And it's changing, it's changing. I mean, I'm praying about that. Uh, it And transitions... is sometimes they're just just wonderful My my youngest niece just had a a new baby little Mary Kate came in on January the second and and she is I mean beautiful and wonderful and she is my mother's fourth great-grandchild and she's the only girl out of those four and I saw a picture of my mom Uh, holding her new little baby girl, great-grandbaby, and I have never seen such a big grin on my mother's face in a long time. So transitions all over the place. And then there is transitions from this world to the next world. Um, uh, This is, what, the 5th of January, and I've already done two funerals this year. And um, I got a call over the Christmas holidays um, from a, a friend of mine whose dad was a good friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, and his, his dad is about to die. And it was his dad's, my friend's, wish that I conduct his funeral when that time comes. And so I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, transitions. That's what... My friend told me when he called me over the holidays to tell me about his dad, he said, uh, Sam, the hospice nurse has said that dad has started transitioning. And so being the word nerd that I am, I went and looked up the word transition in the dictionary, and it was just what I thought is the process or the period of changing from one state or condition to another. And I thought, that's it. (laughs) That's what my friend Bob is going through. That's what my niece's family is going through. That's what I'm going through. That's what our country's going through. I mean, we have wars and rumors of wars. That's what our world is going through. I mean, Australia's on fire, in case you haven't noticed I mean, transitions everywhere, everywhere. And it's a little frightening, to be honest. So I don't think there could be a better time for us to read Philippians 4, 6. I don't think there could be a better time for us to hear Paul's words. Don't be anxious about it. Pray about it. In my morning devotional yesterday, I was reading from Luke chapter 2. I'm starting the year off reading with the gospel of of Luke, and I'm really going to try to concentrate on everything that Jesus said and everything that Jesus did, because sometimes I think as followers of Jesus, we, we forget to look at what Jesus said and look at what Jesus did, oddly enough. But this was the announcement from the shepherds to the angels, and the shepherds were minding their own business, minding their sheep at night. If you've ever worked the night shift, there's a particular kind of mood that you get in. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, a host of angels was there, and the glory of the Lord was shining all over them, and they were scared to death. And the angel said, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And then he said, and this is my, Pastor Sam's loose translation of it. Things are transitioning, y'all. Things are transitioning. And this is your sign of the new transition. Go to Bethlehem. Find a baby wrapped up in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And this baby is going to be the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. This is going to be God wrapped up in swaddling clothes. That's your sign that everything's transitioning. Everything's changing. It is. I mentioned before uh, with my coffee in my pajamas, Friday morning, I, I read this announcement about something else that could be transitioning in our own denomination. It sounded a little scary. A um, group of leaders from our denomination uh, from a variety of different backgrounds and perspectives got together and met and came up with a proposal to, to separate our denomination Um, and like I mentioned before at 10 o'clock we're going to talk about it a little bit more um, during Sunday school time. Um, This new proposal is one of several that will get brought up at, at General Conference in 2020 in May in Minnesota which is about the only time you really want to go to Minnesota in May. If you've ever been there in winter time you know what I'm talking about. But this proposal Maybe a little different from all the other proposals. We'll talk about it in, in our, our meeting. Um, and it's starting to look more and more like um, our denomination is going to split. I am a peacemaker by nature. I love unity for everything to be together. It's hard for me to say those words. Um. But I try to keep perspective because if you know anything about the Methodist Church, you've studied the history, you know that we've been down this road before, more than once. In 1844, the Methodist Episcopal Church divided over the issue of slavery into the M.E. Church North and South. And then in 1939, they came back together again. In 1968 the Methodist Church and the another denomination the Evangelical United Brethren Church merged together and became this is 1968 merged together and became the United Methodist Church. I'm just old enough to remember that transition, not the 1844 one y'all, I'm not that old. But the 1968 one. I was just a kid. And I remember when it happened. And here's what I remember. A lot of folks in my little home church didn't like it because it was change. Now we've got to get a new hymnal. Now we've got this. Now we've got to change the sign on the church, the United Methodist Church. I don't know about that. What's wrong with the old way? Why can't we just keep the old way? I remember all of that just as a kid. So transition. What do we do in transition? How do we make it through all the transitions that we have? We connect with God. And we stay connected with each other. We talk to each other and not about each other. Isn't that revolutionary? Connecting to God. Connecting to each other. That sounds like a pretty good theme for 2020 or something. It's more important than ever when times are anxious to connect with God in prayer. It's more important than ever when you're going through a transition personally to connect with God and stay connected with others. It's more important than ever to talk about things when things are transitioning. Because when you don't talk about things, if you leave something open, then everything in the world gets filled into that void and all kinds of weird things and rumors get started when you don't talk about stuff. Talking with God. Talking with each other. Okay? That's our theme for 2020. So how do I feel about this? It's uh, Transitions are hard. It's you know, part of life. But I am hopeful. I'm hopeful. My favorite uh, mystic is Julian of Norwich. And uh, my favorite quote from her is very simple. All will be well. That doesn't mean everything is groovy right now, but it means all will be well. Anything that's not well now is going to get made well. I'm teaching Revelation, the book of Revelation, starting. I've been doing it for a while. We're going to go all the way to Lent and finish up this book. Getting close to the end, right? Revelation 21, 5, the end of the book. Revelation 21, 5. The one sitting on the throne says, behold, I am making all things new. God is actively, even now, in the process of making all things new. Of taking everything that's not well yet and making it well. So Connect 2020 starts today. Connecting with God in prayer is going to be our top shelf priority will you join will you join in will you pray with me even now or we all know what it feels like to feel um, like we're going to pieces like we're being pulled apart like we're being pulled in every direction like things are falling apart we all know what that feels like we all know what it feels like to be anxious and I hope that we all know what it feels like to have your peace and, and to feel whole and to feel put together. Um, and we ought to know by now, God, that a big part of that picture is connecting with you in prayer. The door is always open, the door is always open. You're always ready to keep us company. Help us, Lord, to do our part to connect with you. Help us to make that a priority in the new year. Connecting with you. So that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep our hearts and our minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. As our praise team leads us in one more song, I want to invite you to stand and worship together. If you want to come, I want to call your attention to our prayer stations, always over here. You can come and kneel in prayer. You can light a candle uh, for yourself or for someone, however God leads you to. the God of peace, and may the peace of God go with us all through all of our transitions. In Jesus' name, amen.